let's define white privilege. Only a racist would try and make someone define white privilege. What if the definition doesn't match up with Asians or Nigerian immigrants? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. The latest episode of the Fifth Column Podcast is talking about white privilege. I like to say that white privilege doesn't exist, but uh, I'm trying to think about it a little more fully here. But it's not the normal people. It's Camille Foster. He's one of the normal guys. And then it's Thomas Chatterton Williams and Adam Davidson. And so that's basically two anti-woke black guys. They're not anti-woke by like me, but they're anti-woke in their own ways. And then Adam Davidson, he was a co-creator of Planet Money. He was a bigwig on NPR for years. I think now he's with The New Yorker. And Davidson went on Twitter and he's like, there's so much white privilege today, it's intolerable or something. And then Camille was like, on Twitter saying, you shouldn't lump all people of a race together. You know, we should be treated as individuals. And then Chatterton Williams was like, hey, maybe we should talk about this in person instead of just throwing bombs on Twitter. And so this is the podcast they did. And so it's interesting how, you know, what was it, what would be a fight on Twitter maybe becomes a very civil conversation. I mean, first off, these are black people saying that you know, calling everything white privilege is wrong. So it's, it's a little different than a white person saying that. If a white person says that, it's just real easy. You just pull out the you're a racist and move on card. But when talented black men say it, it's like, hmm. And I'll reiterate. So so there's a there's an infinite number of white, pri- white privileges. There's an infinite number of privileges. I mean, for instance, you know, not having Down syndrome is a privilege. But... You know, to get a little more racial, like, being born in America is a privilege. Or, you know, at least compared to a lot of countries. Well, in fact, you know, whatever country you're born in is a certain amount of privilege. It's like a video game where you can allocate points towards different abilities. You can imagine, uh, you know, playing the world game or whatever, playing life, the game of life. Uh, today, if it was like a video game, you might be like, okay, you got 100 points to spend, you know. 75 points. It'll cost you 75 points for your character to be born in America. And maybe it'll cost you 85 points to be born in Norway. And being born in Somalia costs you one point. I don't know. You know, I'm just making up numbers. I mean, I think maybe the biggest privilege that you could possibly have... This is not right. But anyways, if you're doing, like, racial privileges, being born Jewish would be a good one. Anyways, and Adam Davidson is Jewish. And he's, you know, he's really on the side of people of color, apparently. It's one of those things. Like, the richer and the more elite you are in America, the more you're supposedly on the side of people of color. I mean, you're know, you not going to go live amongst them, but you really want to help them. But so they're like, you know, let's define what white privilege is, and then they never get around to it. They never get around to what white privilege is. But Davidson brings up the fact that when his grandpa died, he gave $50,000 to him and all the grandkids. And so I think that was, a, that, was, that was good. It was good that he said that because I think that's like the number one thing that people confuse white privilege with is how much money is inheritance privilege. I mean, more generally, just family privilege. You know, having a good family is a privilege. Having a father that works at a good job, that's a huge privilege. It's going to set up the kids enormously. 
So I think that's, you know, that's, that's almost, that's the most, that's, that's, that's the majority. When someone talks about white privilege, what they mean is that white kids have more successful families than black kids. That's really what they mean by white privilege. I mean, they don't want to get into like, you know, better neighborhoods versus, you know, violent neighborhoods or something. They don't, you don't want to get into, basically it's to get away from things that are uncomfortable. You call it white privilege because you don't want to feel uncomfortable. What makes people feel uncomfortable is so-called blaming the victim. So, you know, you can't call it, you can't, you know, what, what you can't, you know, you say white privilege because you don't want to say having a father at home, you know, having a stable family with a father at home privilege because now you're like, wait, who are you saying doesn't have a stable family with a father at home? And you're like, look, it's white's fault. You know, it's white people's fault. I'm not talking about the people that don't have the blah, blah. I'm just saying it's white people's fault. That's why I said white privilege. And, you know, there's millions probably of black kids out there who have a great father and great relationship and are doing just great. And I don't know how many Asian kids, but there's some Asian kids out there who don't have no father. I mean, obviously, it's always fun to bring up Asians because it's like, uh, they're not white, and yet they've got all the privileges. But I don't like white privilege. It's racist. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like racism in any way, shape, or form, which makes me different from other people on the left who love racism against whites but hate it against blacks. I oppose it against all groups. And then Davidson brings up another thing. So, like I was saying, he was a bigwig at NPR, whatever. Everywhere he goes, everything he does, he's a bigwig. He's been the CEO of companies, and he's saying that, you know, when he's interacting with highfalutin bosses, um, he knows how to joke around with them, like to kind of, you know, give them a ribbing, basically, to put them down in a joking way, in a way that they would accept, and they would actually have a better relationship for it. I mean, you know, you know how you are with your friends. And then he talks about, he worked with some other reporter, uh, a black guy from Oakland. And, you know, it's funny. They always got to say it. He's like, I worked with this black guy. He was really smart. He had to, he had to, that's the first thing <laughs> that white people who are talking about white privilege, when they talk about black people, they're like, he was really smart. Got to say that. Basically covering his ass. But basically, the black reporter didn't know how to joke around with the higher up people the same way that he did. And so I believe he would say he didn't he didn't say it explicitly, but anyways, that was that was a, that was a form of white privilege. If you know how to joke around with the higher ups at your company or your school or whatever, um, then that's a form of white privilege. Which is you know I mean the other way you know because otherwise you'd feel uncomfortable. You're like you know these black guys I work with they don't know how to joke around with the boss. So you don't say that. So you just say oh I have white privilege. It makes me think like the last time I had a job that was the same job for a long time and the same kind of boss for a long time was I think the last year of my electrician apprenticeship job I was with the same electrician so you know he was over I was the apprentice he was the electrician and he was a black guy and we were friends I mean when I left that company I, I never I never talked to any of my co-workers ever again after I left that company except for him we fall, I, know, I haven't called him in a while, but I used to call him every six months or something just to chat. And I was thinking about that, but the, you know, here's the problem. He was a Republican. He was black, but he was a Republican. I used to break his balls, but I would break his balls about <laughs> whatever stupid, I don't know, Trump-supporting thing he would be talking about. Or actually, less Trump and more like Rush Limbaugh. He used to love 
whatever the talk radio was. And I'd get in the we go to the we go to things together, and he'd turn it off. But when he was alone, man, he was listening to right wing talk radio constantly. And Camille said it was called, I think, social aptitude. So, anyways, you can't call it social aptitude privilege. Because now it's like, oh, are you saying the people who have terrible social aptitude, you know, are to blame for their own bad aptitudes? And they mentioned, like, I'm on the spectrum. I mean, anyways, you know, it does, you don't have to be black from the ghetto or something to have a bad social aptitude. There's all sorts of white people who are on the spectrum who, you know, can't look you in the eye, just whatever. They can't joke around, ain't cool. Nerds. Nerds! So I don't know. Well, those two things, right? You got family wealth privilege. And I guess culture privilege, or you just lump them all together and say white privilege. And I don't know, like I say, they're all very civil in this one. I wish they would attack him a little more to make him realize that he's wrong, but it's like, you know, when, when you say white privilege, do you mean family wealth privilege? In which case, why are you racializing it? Why, why, are, what, when, you're, when you're talking about the privilege that people with rich families have, why are you breaking that down by race? Because, you know, white privilege, this is a thing that all, each individual, you say, you say it's for in general, right? It's like, oh, do I have white privilege? Like, well, it's a general thing. Well, if it's a general thing, why, are, you know, does it apply to every single white person? We're like, well, it's a general thing. It's like, well, if it doesn't apply to every single white person, why do you call it white privilege? I mean, doesn't dividing people by their race and then saying, you know, what does what is, what is white privilege mean? It, mean? it means that you have more than you deserve. Like, you know, every person deserves a certain amount of stuff based on their hard work or talent or whatever. And white privilege says that white people have more than they deserve. They got more than they deserve from their talent and hard work. So, you know, why, 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 why are you painting a broad brush of an entire race of people and saying they, you know, they don't deserve what they got? Which is the same thing as saying that they're bad, you know. If you got a bunch of stuff you don't deserve... You're a bad person. I mean, that doesn't make you a good person. Oh, look at that guy. He got all sorts of stuff he doesn't deserve. He's great. And then uh, David said he makes a comment. He says that um, Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh versus the new Supreme Court Justice Katanji Brown Jackson, he's like, you know, that guy, the white guy, the white guy played the game of life on easy mode. And then the black woman, she played the game of life on, whatever, the hardest mode possible or something. And I don't know if you, dear listener, remember Kavanaugh. He was the Supreme Court justice. There was a big bunch of hoopla because during his confirmation hearings, a woman said that he threw her on a, back in high school or something, he threw her on the bed and then kind of tried to jump on top of her and bounce around on the bed. And I think she left the room after that. But it was like rape. And I'm not commenting on that, just that one. Remember that one? That one. But so my guess is that Kavanaugh has an enormous amount of privilege. I mean, I mean, he probably has stable family privilege, probably has rich family privilege. You know, probably has being super smart privilege, you know, getting great scores on tests privilege. He has the privilege that I really missed out on in my life, which is that I bet his friends from high school were talking about going to college. Privilege. I didn't have that privilege. It really fucked me up. Didn't even occur to me. And he's kind of pudgy now, but I think he had the privilege of being a handsome young white man, and, you know, like in his college days. 
And then he had the privilege of getting into, I don't know what, Yale. So, I mean, he has more privilege than virtually anyone has ever had, you know. If you grab a million people, he probably has more privilege than all of them except maybe one or two. And if you accidentally grab one of the Obama children or something. I mean, you know, I guess the greatest privilege of all, he, he's on the Supreme Court. But now, Kadonji Brown Jackson, what kind of privileges does she have? I don't know, but I assume she had a stable family privilege. Probably not as rich as Kavanaugh. I don't think Kavanaugh's parents were like, you know, billionaires or anything, but they were just well off. So she may, you know, maybe she had, she probably doesn't have as much family wealth privilege as he had. But she wasn't like, you know, some kid from the ghetto whose both parents are crack addicts or something. And I imagine she was, you know, she had being pretty smart privilege, doing pretty good on the test. You hear me, you know, not being the absolute top dog on tests like Kavanaugh probably had to do, but she probably was pretty good on tests, privilege. And later on, she did marry a uh, Harvard Medical School doctor, white guy. I mean, that's a privilege. But here's the point. So, I, you know, I don't know. You can never prove it because they'll never let you prove it because it's just true every single time. But whenever a black person, like, succeeds in at Harvard and Yale and stuff like that, it's because of affirmative action. Now, there is, some, you know, somewhere out there is the, is the black person who got into Harvard, you know, would have gotten into Harvard either way. But, like, they're so rare that you can just basically say they all got in on, under affirmative action. And then, you know, if, and whatever, you know, if, it, if it's 99% true... Then sorry, sorry to the 1%. I guess it's kind of like white privilege. Sorry, 20% of white people who white privilege doesn't apply to. We're just going to call it white privilege. So I guess sorry to the 10%, 20% of black people that affirmative action wasn't the reason they got in. Um, we're just going to say it's always the reason you got in. And, and basically the only reason you got in. That's not right. It's the dominant reason you got in. But So here's the point. So Kavanaugh got to be a Supreme Court justice because of, you know, a giant list of privileges. And Ketanji Brown Jackson got in for not as long, not as long a bunch of privileges. He had more privilege, much more privilege. But she got in because of a list of privileges. But on Kavanaugh's list of privileges, why he's a Supreme Court justice, nowhere on that list is being white. And then on her list, the number one thing is affirmative action, which is the same thing as saying being black. So that's black privilege. So white privilege didn't help him at all. It hurt him, right? You know, he had to, whatever. If he had been black, oh my God, he would have been, he would have been a Supreme Court justice 20 years ago. <laughs> anyway, so no white privilege for him, black privilege for her. And so that's the thing. So Adam Davidson, he's like, Whatever. He thinks that that proves that white privilege exists. And if only the if only the other guys would have pushed back with what I just said there, it's like it proves the exact opposite. Katanji Brown Jackson becoming a Supreme Court justice is basically proof that white privilege does not exist. That may be a little harsh, so let's steal a man the other side. Like, when is it good to be white? When is it, you know, literally your white race a privilege? The scenario that it makes me think of is like applying for a job at McDonald's. You know, at Harvard, it's a huge detriment. But like, you know, how about a lower level job that normal people get? I mean, you know, for every person that gets into Harvard, there's a thousand people who have to go get a shitty job. So it actually affects much more people. 
And I can imagine a manager at McDonald's who's had problems with black employees previously, you know, because of their lack of privilege. And then when they got, uh, you know, two job applications in front of them, a white person and a black person, they choose the white person, you know, just purely based on their race. I mean, you know, it's like, are they equally qualified? For McDonald's, there is no qualifications. So for jobs that require, you know, a whole bunch of fancy qualifications, black people get it, get the job with lesser qualifications. And that's black privilege, just like, you know, Supreme Court. But when it comes to jobs that just, there are no qualifications. So at that point, everyone's equal. You're all equal. You you're all are completely incompetent and unqualified for anything. Everyone's equal. Now you're getting a job at McDonald's. And then, whatever, the, the, the white applicant goes in there and the, you know, the manager's like, you know what, the last three white people I had worked out great. And the manager's like, and then the black person goes in there and the manager's like, you know what, the last couple of black people I hired did not work out at all. And so they hire the white person. And so that is white privilege. So based on the stats that I've seen, you know, white Americans are like the least racist people that have ever existed in the history of the planet. But it doesn't mean that situation doesn't happen. And I guess it happens more. I mean, you know, yeah, let's definitely say that. For every black person that gets lifted up for something they don't deserve because of affirmative action, there's probably, I don't know, 10, 100 black people that maybe can't get the job at McDonald's because they don't want to hire a young black man again because of last time. I don't know, right? That gets to another one of those uncomfortable privileges where it's like, you know, so this is not, it's not really the privilege of being white. The privilege is looking like the people who have succeeded at this job versus the privilege of looking like the people who failed at a job. I mean, obviously, this is all on averages, disproportionate, etc. And obviously, though, that's not how it always is across America. There's, Plenty of places where, you know, all the young white men are on meth, and you know not to hire them, too. So it's not necessarily, you know, it's not a hard and fast racial privilege. You know, maybe call it looking like a criminal privilege, or, sorry, not looking like a criminal privilege, or not looking like a bad employee privilege. You know, you could rename it that, and and take all the racialization out of it, because it applies to all races. I mean, not being on meth privilege is probably, I don't think most black people are on meth. I think it's more of a white thing, for instance. But so the anti-woke black guys in the podcast, maybe I think it was Camille, was saying that he also thinks it's racist against blacks. Like white privilege is what racist against blacks. And his example was like disadvantaged groups. Like there's a lot of, you know, people are hiring and they're like, you know, we put an emphasis on hiring people from disadvantaged groups. And Camille's like, yeah, so you're saying black people are disadvantaged. I mean, what does that mean? I don't know. Think of, like, uh, sports teams. You're like, like this team, you know, this, this team is way disadvantaged compared to the other. You're like, you're saying that they're lesser, basically. They're not as good. You're saying they're not as good. If you're disadvantaged, you're not as good. Otherwise, you'd be advantaged. And as I think about that, I'm not entirely sure... How that all follows and works, but anyways, I thought that was an interesting point. All right, then David says that something that uh, something I'm, I, I'm now it's now on my radar. I'm now looking out for it. And so I mentioned the other day the reason why Disney and Star Wars and Marvel is going 
you know, whatever, non-white, non-straight, non-man, is because they think that's the future. They, you know, they already got the straight white man watching their shows, even though that's decreasing. They want to get ready for the future because in the future there's just going to be more people. The number of people who are not straight white men is going to increase, and so they want to start um, cultivating them so that in the future they will have fans. And so Davidson kind of said, he didn't, he didn't say that, basically. He didn't say that, but the thing he said was that, you know, NPR is hiring non-white, not straight, not man. Um, they were doing it to impress, like, people in Congress. You know, that's who, that's who partially or mostly pays for NPR. But it made me think if they're trying to get a younger audience also because the people listening to NPR is like, it's like old woke white people. I mean old woke white people turn on NPR so that they can think they're a good person. They're like I listened to NPR make false accusations of racism for 2 hours today. I am a great person. I am so moral. And obviously the future is going to be more diverse um you know, white people ain't, ain't having kids. Asians don't have kids. Um, you know, and Asians are obviously white adjacent. You probably haven't noticed, but... So, in America, the percentage of immigrants is always going up. It's up, 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 up. Because it's a nice country and people move here. And so, the percentage of America that's white goes down, 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 down. That makes sense. You know, that's just math. But the thing is, is blacks stay the same. Blacks have... They just have they have just enough kids to keep up with the immigrants. Whites can't you know whites can't handle it, but blacks can keep keep doing it. And I guess what I'm saying, if I was like in charge of a giant media corporation, I would be looking towards these diverse young viewers and being like, they don't care about us at all. Oh shit. Twitter handle at anti woke podcast and thanks for listening.